Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm Shalo Kaneshiro. And I'm Gabriel, and this week is episode 47, our class spotlight on the Warlock. Hey, you guys. Welcome to this week's class spotlight. Uh, this is where uh, we spend an entire episode breaking down a D&D 5th edition class, giving you guys all the good stuff. All the things we love about it, things we hate are just general thoughts, break down like some of its key abilities and things like that, to give you an insight into what this class is all about. Right, so if you're a player, uh, maybe this could be a way to, f- to figure out if this is the class for you, if this mm. is a cool class for you to play. If you're a DM, you want to get to know the classes more that your players are playing, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's what this episode's about. Yep, quick plug before we jump into it. As always, our Instagram is at d20 underscore academy. We also have a Discord, if you want to get into that, ask us questions there, just talk to us there, just message us on Instagram, or just, I think there's a link on our Anchor page, if you use that, if you can find that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Discord's the place, to, uh, the best place to ask us questions, or give us comments, concerns, not of our toll, toll-free uh, 1-800 number, that's also yeah. available, definitely, we have one of those, uh-huh. <laughs> Also, we have started uploading our uh, podcasts on YouTube. We have our YouTube channel under the same name. Uh, if that's yeah. your preferred platform to watch and listen to things on, you can check us out there. Yeah. And we're going to be uploading them solely over time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do like two a day. That's my goal. Um, however, the PC I was using broke down, and now I have to use a little MacBook. And rendering and stuff is much harder than that, and it keeps uh, crashing. So I'm trying my best to get two episodes up uh, every day. So hopefully that keeps working. And also other things uh, for that YouTube channel that that we're thinking about doing. But other than that, yeah, let's get into the episode. Mm -hmm. All right. The mysterious warlock. The warlock. Quietly walks down the alley. A couple patrons stumble out of the tavern nearby and catch a glimpse this dark, cloaked figure, talking to a devil. Ta-da! Warlocks are weird things. <laughs> that was an intro. That was an intro right there. <laughs> Maybe we should open every episode with an ASMR, mm. little, a little short story. Yes, a little, let's a little do fuck. it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, warlocks are beings who have essentially made like a deal with some sort of otherworldly or extremely powerful figure or being and ex- and they have like some sort of deal and they get power from them granted they don't always know of the deal exactly it might not necessarily be a good thought out like exactly written down in stone deal but there's some sort of pact between a player character and some sort of otherworldly powerful being yeah yeah. So they have a lot of like weird, strange mythological like power and like basically just weird stuff, essentially. Yeah, lots of weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, lots of weird stuff. Warlock is the definition of the like weird. It mm-hmm. in like flavor wise, mechanically, mm-hmm. for sure, the weirdest class. <laughs> um but yeah. yeah, it's not super short. It's not actually really defined really what a warlock is. The description that they give in the player's handbook is much more vague compared to all the other classes that is described in 5th in edition. Even I still don't really know what a warlock is. Um, they're still kind of weird to me and a little mysterious, and I think warlocks can kind of be all kinds of characters. Yeah, like a warlock is essentially mechanically and flavor-wise meant to be more like a you know, for the player to decide and, like, customize, like, what exactly they want their warlock to be. Yeah. You know? Like, they like, it's pretty open-ended, like, you just have some sort of pact. And you get yeah power from that. Yeah, <laughs> whether that's from a horrible demonic lord or from, like, a tricksy little fairy god. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know. So, yeah, your warlock can be super varied, and we'll get about, we'll talk about those patrons and, and you know, your, your being that you made a deal with later on, but, um. Basically, the basis of the the class is that they made a deal with it, being in exchange for power, basically. Yeah, and there is a distinction, just want to get this out of the way, there's a distinction between a warlock and a cleric. Yeah. Uh, It is a little bit confusing, yes, Yeah. granted, Um, but there is a difference in, like, the nature of, like, the deal and, like, 
the nature of like the relationship between the being that the warlock has a pact with and someone who is like a cleric for a god, you know, or for a belief. Yeah. Right. So warlocks cannot make deals with gods. That's called being a cleric. Mm-hmm. That's specifically stated in the player's handbook at the beginning of the class. Uh, it's some kind of other being, not a deity, because then that's a cleric. Um, and also, if you're confused, well, paladins um, actually have nothing really to do with deities or other beings. They actually have to do with an oath uh, in regards to, like, an order. Um, so whether that is, like, an order uh, that follows a specific deity or being or whatever, but that's what, it, uh, that's what a paladin makes that an oath to, like, an order. A cleric uh, follows a god, and a warlock has made a deal with... Yeah. being that's not I think the way I've seen it like displayed or laid out is that paladins follow like a they have like their beliefs and their rules that they have set in place following it like an order you know they have like their uh what's it called their uh tenets tenets yeah. yeah clerics uh get their power from their faith in their belief system yeah. or their deity they that's right. where they get their power and warlocks form like some sort of pact with an otherworldly yeah. being yeah, clerics don't necessarily, like, have a deal with their gods. Their gods may not necessarily, like, know they exist or, like, know them personally. Mm-hmm. But typically when it comes to a warlock, they have some sort of relationship with their, their being, I would say. I think. Uh, in some of them, like, with, like, the, uh, uh, what's the great old one? Like, might not, like, not all the time does the person or the being that the warlock has packed with know that they exist. But it's a much different, like relationship than a cleric with a god because clerics get their power from like their belief not necessarily like a deal or something yeah 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 from their faith exactly okay yeah so if you're still confused that's okay (laughs) so am i that's okay Um, a lot of people are yeah warlock is just a weird class all right Mm -hmm. and shiloh loves it so much i love as you're gonna hear this episode i adore i i love warlocks Mm -hmm. i love how they work I love their spellcasting specifically, which we'll get into. Love mm-hmm. it. And did I mention I love warlocks? Yeah. And you also love their stereotypes, because you know, their stereotypes are always, yeah. you know, like, edgy. I'm the edgy edgelord who made a yes. pact with the devil to get Eldritch Blast. Yep. Edgy edgelord is the warlock stereotype, mm-hmm. which is fine. Look, you can play an edgelord in your campaign. That's fine. Basically, every campaign I've ever been in has had an edge lord, so it's not like <laughs> it's uh, it's not like um, you know a, a stereotype or a kind of character I hate. I think they can be kind of cool. Um, however, warlock has way too many or- edge lords assigned to it. Um, <laughs> there is yeah. it's something Compared about to, like, like the... making a pact with an otherworldly being that just invites like I need to be edgy, chaotic, neutral. I have no rules. <laughs> Chaotic neutral, exactly. Um, also, Warlock is definitely the most evil-sounding class of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, like, all the rest are like, okay, like, that's a good guy. A good guy can be a Or it's, like, ambiguous, or... you know, like a fighter or something, you A know? barbarian, right. Yeah, a barbarian. Right, right, right. You know, it's like, a lot of them are either, like, good-favored yeah. or ambiguous. Warlock just sounds, like, bad, yeah, you know? Yeah, Warlock <laughs> is attributed to witches and witchcraft and darkness, Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it's associated with. Um, however, warlocks are not really at all male witches, which is kind of what a warlock actually is, mm-hmm. which is a dude witch, um, not a wizard, by the way. Uh, Harry mm-hmm. Potter is mm-hmm. wrong in that regard. Um, no, a female witch is a witch, and a male witch is a warlock. Um, you know, dark art people. This is n- not really that kind of warlock. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> uh, uh, Warlock's it's yeah, weird. different. It's just it's different. It's weird, but yes, typically it's like an edgy edge lord. However, I like warlocks who take kind of a different spin on things. I like the fae kind of themed warlock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what makes warlocks cool is the uh, ambiguous nature of them at when it comes to like their ideals and their their code of laws and stuff. Yeah, so yeah some we of them like the strengths. Like, I think the neutral. warlock has like some interesting yeah. and unique strengths in the place of D and D edition. And one of them is, like, what you're saying is, like, they have a lot of, like, interesting ways that you can play around with, like, how you can, like, subvert, like, the tropes and the stereotypes and, like, have an interesting, like, relationship with, like, who you have your pact with, you know? 
It's not something that's, yeah. that's unique to their class, you know, like having that special pact between you and some sort of otherworldly being or powerful being. And that's something you can play around with a lot in role play and your backstory. There's so yeah. much that you can do there. I think it's a great strength for, for the sure. class. Okay. Another, probably the biggest strength for class, in my opinion, from my knowledge and my experience, is the versatility and customizability of a warlock. A lot of people play warlocks because they're super customizable. There's all these different kind of options and things that you can choose from as, as a warlock when you're building your character and as you level up. Um, cool customi customizability with your subclass and all these other things. Yeah. Um, you can customize it to infinity and beyond. Also, a good strength is that if you're someone who's interested in making a strong, powerful character and you're interested in multiclassing, Warlock is a very uh, popular, like, couple-level dip, like, three-level dip for multiclassing. Got a lot of good strength there. Uh, but that might be on the... Uh, scope of this discussion yeah um and then the weaknesses i would say is literally everything no, else no 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 oh yeah one more strength i want to tack on there okay sorry sorry, okay. sorry 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 this doesn't come into play a lot in our games yes yes because of how we play it but the warlock is structured and mechanically built around having short rests and sure. longer adventuring days okay, okay. and that may or may not impact your mileage with the character based on how your campaign is structured and how long your adventuring days are. If you don't know what that is, we've probably talked about it in some other episode. We've talked about um, right. campaigns. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, now to the weaknesses, which is literally <laughs> everything else, you guys. Um, no. Hey, listen. D&D, it's not about being the strongest or whatever. It's about telling a great story, playing a cool character... That's why we play D&D. That's why we love it. Right? Having fun. However, however, sometimes people have sometimes people have fun by feeling cool and feeling awesome and killing monsters and the warlock is not that good at like anything. Um, <laughs> they mechanically are very weak from my experience. Definitely just choosing from the options in the base player's handbook and not anything outside of that. Um, for example, like the Hexblade Pact, like subclass from Xanathar's Guide, is pretty good. Actually, it makes the Warlock pretty cool. But, um, otherwise... Uh, I don't like them. And they have, like, weird <laughs> access to, like, some simple weapons and, like, light armor. Which, which most other fragile casters don't, like sorcerers and wizards. Um, but, like, I don't know why... <laughs> It's a little, like, you don't, you're not going to be using that. It's just, I, I think they have it in there know. so that, like, you can play whatever you want. You can, you know, play that melee half, kind of. It, uh, technically, Warlock is a full caster. But. <sighs> but weird. Once again, really weird. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's a really cool concept. It really is. I really like it. Mm -hmm. And for DMing purposes and stuff, having that um, packed being, that, that NPC character that they made a deal with, and involving them in the story and stuff, that's so dope. And I love that as a GM, just getting to, to pull that into your game and, and make that a part of the game. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we've it. talked a lot about how like weird it is, and it might sound a little bit confusing right now we're going to get into why it is weird and why shiloh doesn't like it mechanically later but first like what works well with the warlock like race yeah. and background, background synergy yeah, yeah. And character creation um obviously play whatever you want this is just like the mechanical bonuses and stuff to make a, a more powerful mechanically warlock but obviously play whatever warlock you want yeah um so they are charisma casters so they use charisma and constitution primarily um, meaning half-elves and tieflings make good warlocks. Mm -hmm. Um, of course tieflings make good yeah. warlocks, obviously. Yeah, because playing the a tiefling warlock race. is the epitome yes. of a warlock. Literally. Um, mm -hmm. here's the thing. I disagree with warlocks being a charisma caster. And this is something I have not always believed. This is something I have kind of realized and a conclusion I have come to recently. 
I think they should be intelligence casters. Yeah, and that is why. a popular opinion. Um, yeah. Recent times, people have been like looking more at the warlock class, and they have a lot of problems with it. I have a lot of problems with it. Shiloh obviously has a lot of problems with the warlock. I class. have so many problems. And with one the of warlock, them, but... one of the chief ones that's at like the base of the class is what do you use as your primary spellcasting ability? And in fifth edition, it's been charisma. And I think the reasoning behind that is like something about like you know like using your relationship with your using the pack yeah. i don't really get no. why it's a charisma caster we don't need I, more charisma no, casters I, 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 I think it is the <laughs> worst ability they could have chosen i think intelligence or wisdom would have worked better than charisma and and here's why intelligence has to do with knowledge yeah i said it um, knowledge yeah and i feel like the number once again warlocks are very varied and they're all different and whatever but the concept of creating that pact to get power, in my mind, that is attributed best to intelligence because it's the pursuit of power and knowledge is power. Um, and, you know, just like wanting to learn the secrets of the universe and become really strong or, you know, once again, you can make it like how you want. The reason you, you wanted that power, the reason you made that deal can be for whatever. But just for me, it, I, want it, I would rather it be intelligence. Also, intelligence is a dumb stat in 5th edition. Yes. And really it only is good for a wizard and in a minor case for a fighter, mm. an Eldritch Knight fighter or a rogue. trickster rogue. Sometimes. Other than that, no other things use intelligence. <laughs> but so many things use charisma. And charisma is a dope stat. <laughs> it's a really, you know, it's a pretty important stat when it comes yeah. to social encounters and role playing. And I think we needed another intelligence caster. Yeah, I would like to this intelligence. I just have this idea that I think would have been also an interesting way to go with the warlock would be have it as a as a, a constitution caster mm. you know where like it'd have to like change like the flavor and perhaps narrow it down a little bit perhaps like the pact is more of like a ever-present thing where it takes like a toll on them or something like that you know yeah yeah that's and dope. It's like they, they cast like spells and use their abilities based on like how well they can like sustain themselves and like Hold off yeah. like, against the pack, perhaps like the pack like eats away at them, things like that. Like, yeah, I think there's so much more that they could have done with it instead of just going the easy route and making it yeah. another charisma caster. And and once again, um, the stereotypical warlock is an edge lord, and edge lords don't have high charisma. Edge lords are not charismatic people. That's kind of the point of the edge lord. <laughs> like you know the silent cloaked war- tiefling warlock dude who's really crazy and mysterious and powerful, he's not a charismatic person like the bard or even like the sorcerer or the paladin. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, you know, the dark edgelord cloak figure in the corner and then they open their mouth and they, like, talk the dragon's clothes off of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So that's just my, that's our opinion. Um, you know, if I were to play, I would change it to intelligence. Um mm-hmm. In fact, Personally, if you want to play an intelligence warlock, I know a good homebrew really? that I can find. Yes, I know. I've looked at oh, a couple of them. Well, of course. Of course he does. Uh, Gabe knows all the homebrew. Um, maybe we can put that on our Discord if you, mm, if you want to yeah. look out for that. Um, however, if you had chosen for your subclass, which we'll get into in a second, basically the subclass you choose is like which, um, which patron you made the deal with, what kind of patron you made the deal with. If you had chosen the Archfey... I would say get charisma. Otherwise, I would make my player make uh, the warlock an intelligence caster. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I have Uh, a side note here. Yeah. Quick build, as always. Yeah, let's talk about the quick build real quick. Uh, Quick build. Quick build real quick. All right. In general, but anyway. Mm -hmm. I legit never look at quick builds. Like. Yep. Just. I guess they might be helpful if you're like a new player. That's why they're there. Yeah, no, obviously. no, they are. I think most importantly for letting you know what um what uh like the the two primary abilities of the class are. Yeah. Like the primary ability and the secondary ability. Mm-hmm. The quick build because otherwise it might be a little confusing. Um, but usually I hate them. Okay. <laughs> why does this quick build not that good? Uh, well, first off the hand, you have it written down here is that. And as you take two damage cantrips, which yeah. in most cases is a 
no-no at first level. Uh, Definitely at first level, yeah. Especially in the case of the Warlock, because Warlocks <laughs> get access to the best cantrip in the game. It's called Eldritch yes. Blast. It Eldritch Blast! Hands down, the best cantrip in the game. Yeah, it when it comes is, to damaging, of course. Yeah, dam- yes. yes, best damaging cantrip in the game. It is so good, it scales so well as you level up, you'll be using yeah. this a lot as a Warlock. There are things yeah. specifically in the Warlock class built around having Eldritch Blast and casting it. Yeah. And altering yeah. that. So you, you are 100% yeah. taking Eldritch Blast. But it also has you take another damaging cantrip at first level. Which I disagree with, just because... What's the point? <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, at, you're going to be using Eldritch Blast. Yeah, you're going to be using Eldritch Blast like, all the time. Yeah. That being said, the cantrip that it does have you take is a good cantrip. Yes, and I, could I come like into it. use like later on. It's basically yeah. different enemies and things like that. It's Chill Touch, which can like inhibit healing and all of that, which is which really is actually good. Quite powerful in yeah. the later game. It's, yeah, it's quite powerful, but it's not something that I would take at first level. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we would suggest not taking two damage cantrips like ever actually at first level for any class <laughs> you're playing. Just take the just take one. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and also take the good one. Okay, because uh, there's a <laughs> lot of bad damage cantrips. Definitely like Xanathar's. They introduced a bunch of random bad damage cantrips for some reason, and I don't understand why. But anyway, basically like Firebolt and Eldritch Blast are the best. If you don't have access to that, then you, and I guess you're like a cleric or a druid. Then you have access to Sacred Flame or something. I don't care. Okay. Sacred Flame. Told uh, so yeah, instead of, just take Eldritch Blast and then take another one, a utility one. Oh my gosh, my connection's all messed up. You're freezing up. Hopefully you're talking right now. And it's, yeah, and are it's we really, back? Are we good? Really important. <laughs> yeah, my connection's going in and out. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, unfortunately. You're still frozen on my screen, though. Ugh. Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's Welcome up? back. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. My connection's all whack. What were you yeah. saying? <laughs> were you saying anything? I was anything? saying... No. Okay. Um, so let's just dial it back a bit. I can cut this. <clears throat> yeah, so I wouldn't take two damage cantrips. I would get Ultra Blast and a Utility 1, like Mage Hand, Minor Illusion, or Prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Just rolls Is off that the tongue. Pronounced? Yes. Press Press to digitation. Yes. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. You nailed it first time. Why is that? Why? What does that mean? I don't get. I don't like it. Uh, it's like some of the other like shillelagh, like people. Don't know how to say shillelagh. Uh, shillelagh, or... yeah. Well, d <laughs> is known for having stupid, unpronounceable names. So, I'm not really surprised. Mm-hmm. Except that it is a really common cantrip. Okay. Uh, on to backgrounds. Anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I take the, the edgelord background. Yes, the um, edgelord background. The that can be f- <laughs> no family background. The orphan Parent- background. Yep. Yep, yep. The I killed my parents background. Mm-hmm. I was possessed by a devil and set my house on fire. I'm an outcast from society. Right. That background. Mm-hmm. You know that one. That one. Um, so I guess hermit. I guess that'd be hermit. <laughs> um, but for some reason, once again, back to quick build, they suggest taking charlatan, and I'm like, why? Just because charisma, I think. <laughs> and I think charlatan isn't suggested it's for charlatan other... also it's charlatan. Oh, charlatan sorry sorry no you're right you're right you're right that's my bad charlatan is also not suggested for any other class i think so they're like well then let's I'm not give really it sure to it's class. like the rogue, rogue right is the rogue oh wait, is the rogue not criminal no it's it doesn't urgent. like option doesn't option doesn't that like add like two i think it's I'm or maybe right it's sort i don't know i swear charlatan is for um, Another class as well. Hermit is for sorcerer. 
I would suggest Charlatan works better for Sorcerer, Hermit works better for Warlock, by the way. Uh, Rogue is... Yeah, that, Rogue is Charlatan. Boom. Roasted. Boom. Roasted. Uh, yeah, I have no idea why they suggest Charlatan for the Warlock. Just goes to show how little they understand the class that they're building. No offense, Wizards. You guys usually do really good. I don't like the Warlock, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about that? Um... Maybe, just maybe. Don't have your parents be dead. I mean, this is just goes to any D and D character. Yeah. If your background yeah. is oh my family is dead, at least change something and make it interesting. No, you no, know, you can do whatever you want, but it is cooler if you. Yes. Um, like in Critical Role, the second campaign. Jester's mom is alive and well, and I go visit her all the time, and she's a cool NPC, and there's nothing wrong with having your mom in the story. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's awesome. Okay. Yay, moms. To... Yay, moms. Can we get a... Speaking of moms, it's almost out. Mother's Day. Make sure to wish your mom mother's... Happy Make Mother's sure Day. Make sure to get them a player's handbook, because you want to get your parents into D&D, &D, don't you? I know you mm -hmm. do. They skip love the it. skip the nice breakfast and have a D and D session on Mother's Day. Yeah, um, I know my parents love D and D and totally accept my lifestyle. Okay, so we're <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're great. No, no, they love that I play D and D. They just they don't play it themselves. Okay, <laughs> um, for what's the first feature we're spotlighting? Mm -hmm. Pack magic. All right, mm. this is the warlock spellcasting ability here. Uh, yes. it's weird. Pack magic is very weird. Super weird. Yeah, so, the way it works is essentially you get a certain amount of spell slots. And, at first level, it looks like pretty similar to like a lot of other classes, you know? Oh, so okay. Spell casting like most yeah. other classes have. Okay, I get some first level spell slots. But, as you level, you also get some cantrips, obviously. Yes, you get cantrips too. We talked about that already. But, the way that Spellcasting works for the Warlock is you have a certain amount of spell slots and you get more as you level up, but also the level at which you cast your spells, the level at which you have spell slots yeah. changes. And once you get to a certain level, you just have like four spell slots, and then after that, just the level of those spell slots changes. Okay. And it, it gets, yes, it's, it's a little uh, weird and confusing. Definitely for first people, uh, people who are first getting into the game. Uh, when I first started playing D and D, I ran a little game for my two friends. One of them played an elf ranger, obviously, and the other one played a dragonborn warlock. And we got confused. We thought spellcasting was the same as the how it works usually, and we didn't understand how it worked. It's okay. People got it, get it confused all the time. Basically, you have a very limited amount of spell slots. We're talking, like one at first level. And then, like, two for a while, and then eventually three, and then eventually four. And those spell slots are of a specific level. Mm -hmm. Right? Which usually scales with this level of spells for most uh, classes, at least in the beginning. It's like only first level spells. For first and second level, you get access to second level spells, third level, third level spells at fifth level. But, like, so, okay, so let's look at fifth level. At fifth level, you have two spell slots that are third level. So you have two third level spell slots, but no other spell slots. None of second or first level. Only mm -hmm. two third level spell slots. And anytime you cast a spell, it is automatically cast at third level. Mm -hmm. It's weird, as we were saying. Yeah. Uh... yeah. <laughs> so you can know spells of first or second level, not just third level. But when you cast them, they are cast at third level. Mm -hmm. And use up one of those two precious third level spell slots. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. the way, you only have you have two spell slots all the way till tenth level. Mm-hmm. Only so. two spell <laughs> slots. Yeah. Two. So it can be pretty restrictive. Spellcasting wise, and you have to be careful where you spend your spell slots. Uh and typically, a lot of the time, in combat, you're going to be using cantrips. 
which is why we we're talking about. It gets yes. the best can the best damaging cantrip in the game. And it's yeah. the reason for that, because it's gonna be casting that all of the time. Yeah. Because even at like ninth level, you still only have two spell slots. <laughs> while your wizard and cleric friends have like ten. Yeah. And can cast a spell every turn. You're casting cantrips and doing other things based on like the other customability options you get. This is why Okay, here's the thing about spells and spell slots in 5th edition. Definitely when you get to higher levels, the coolest and the best spells all require saving throws of your target. And your target will always succeed, essentially. Most of the time, definitely in higher levels, they will basically always succeed the saving throw. And so then take half damage or whatever. This means that you want a lot of spell slots, so you can continually cast powerful spells like this to slowly wear them down because they're going to keep succeeding on the, on the saves. But with a warlock, you only have like two or three basically spell slots to use so you can't just be going around casting spells in your spell slots and people are just gonna be succeeding on the saves and it's uh, I, just, I don't like it it's very sad <laughs> it's so sad yeah it's bit of an, bit of an oof bit of an oof I just, I just I don't why alright I don't know only why it's reprieve like this. from this Okay. Is that you get them back on a short or long rest. So you can get your spell slots back when you take a short rest. And this is something that will come to play with a lot of the abilities in this class. You'll see that they come back on short rests. And this can yeah. either be really good or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's cool, uh... I guess. But also, Wizard has, like, Arcane Recovery and mm -hmm. stuff. So it's like... Okay, so say you take two short rests in a day. Alright? So you still have a technically a access to six spell slots then. Two, then you short rest, then you get two more, then you use them, then two more after that. Mm -hmm. And But then, like, Wizards at, like, ninth level... Like, let's just say you're at ninth level, where you only still only have two spell slots as well. Like, already have, like, ten. So, like, whatever. Uh, also, the spell slot level greatly... <laughs> Uh, gets, like, worse. Like, at first, it's like, okay, I'm getting access to the same level level of spell slots to my friends. But then, you get access to 5th level spells at ninth level, like normal. And then, just 5th for the rest of the game. There well, is... You, yes. Yes, there is an ability that comes with the class that gives you, one, like, what, one spell slot? Yeah, starting eleventh level, you get like one sixth level spell slot, and then right. it becomes like a, a seventh, a thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. So you get it's it is technically a full caster. Uh, these are spell slots that so you get like eventually you get like one of each level above fifth, and they recharge on long rests instead of short rests. So you do today. Get access to higher level spell slots, but it's just always so weird. It's, it's just like weird. the way that spellcasting is built in yeah. this class. It's just, and it just it just it it just feels crappier than all other spellcasters, <laughs> and you just feel like you're not doing as much. And yes, you are not technically like a wizard or a sorcerer. You have a D8 hit dice. You have access to some proficiencies with like weapons and some armor and stuff. So you are like a little, you're better in some areas, but just comparatively, it's just such a weird caster and. I, 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 I don't like it. <laughs> also, you don't prepare spells in this class. Like the Sorcerer and the Bard and stuff, you choose a spell. When you level up and you gain access to new spells, you have to choose one from the list. Mm -hmm. That's all you get. And every time you level up, you can replace one spell. So it's not like you have limited spell slots, but at least every rest, you get to prepare new spells. What would be dope is even if like in short rest you get to prepare new spells, that'd be, yeah. that'd be tight. No. You're stuck with the spells <laughs> you choose. When you level up, you can replace one of them if you need to. So it's just, it's bad. <laughs> oh boy, it's real bad. Alright, alright. We've harped enough on packed magic. Yeah, I'm sorry, Warlock. <laughs> Your spellcasting is so weird. Maybe it's just too cool for us to understand, you know? Yeah. It's just out of our league. Yeah, Warlocks and their spellcasting, they're just like quirky, like special girl they're like no one no one's like her you know she's different <laughs> she's we super just don't, different we just don't understand we don't understand you don't have high enough iq we don't watch yeah. enough rick and morty 
We just we just can't get it. <laughs> okay, we gotta move. We gotta move on. Uh, the next feature we're spotlighting is Eldritch Invocations. This is where you get a second level, mm-hmm. and you get access to a couple invocations. Yes, which are like little little boons, little features, little boosts, little mm. little unique powers. <laughs> yeah, this is like where a lot of people like go because they like warlocks. You know, they like this part of the warlock where they get to choose these different invocations. Which can range yeah. from being able to cast like disguise self, like at will, or being which able to which is the best one. Yes, by the that, way, that's so cool. It's called like <laughs> mask of many faces or something. Yeah, so that cool. one is definitely the best. Yeah, like this is like the part that I really like about the warlock mechanically is that they yeah. get these cool invocations. They can do all these cool things like at will or whatever. Also, the names are dope too. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so like some are like you like new unique little abilities, or they like add on to like a cantrip or yeah. another ability you have from like your subclass or something like that. Yeah, there are a couple of, yeah, that like modify how Ultra Blast can be used. Mo- like they a lot can of like them. push people away or pull people or yeah. extend Wait, what's, range. Wait, what's the real, what's the good one that you always take at first level that you should always take at first level? Agonizing blast. Yes, agonizing blast. Yeah. Uh, just take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so these are cool. They can add to the customizer by customizer customizability <laughs> once again there's like a hundred of these no that's not true but there is a lot of these so it's cool you get you get a lot of options which is cool however it's kind of unbalanced some are much much better than others yeah um like there's one where you get to turn invisible at will whoa but you have to be standing still otherwise the invisibility disappears so what <laughs> that's specific um yeah and then yeah, not a lot are super interesting to me. Some, uh, very few, like, there are a few ones that are really cool and unique. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they kind of just add on to something else and kind of a rinse and repeat of other things we've seen before in 5th edition. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of the cool ones, like, aren't worth taking mechanically over the ones that, like, yeah. are kind of boring, but they just add, like, more power to you, you know? Yeah. Like, taking um, ad- Agonizing Blast is basically... You get to, like, do more damage to the Eldritch Blast. It's boring, but it's very good. Yeah. So it's hard to justify um, taking one of the cool ones when you might just be gimping yourself. Yeah. yeah. What is something we should note, though, is some of these allow you to cast certain spells at will or, like, mm-hmm. cast a spell without using a spell slot and then regaining the ability when you finish a long rest. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is pretty cool. Once again, it gives you access to some more spells. And a kind of technically some more spell slots in a way. Um, but, you know, still. Okay. Like, otherworldly leap. You, get, you can get this one. You have to be at least ninth level. You can cast jump once in yourself. Oh, sorry. Okay, never mind. I it's that well. It's that well. I thought it was like, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. cast jump once for a long rest. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Oh, thanks. I love ninth level. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so those are invocations. They're kind of cool. I would take a yeah. look at all of them. And the names are actually really dope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Third level. Like, there's a lot of cool ones. I would just love to just, like, talk about cool invocations. Yeah. And and I think Xanathar's got adds in a lot of cool ones as well. Yes, they do. They do. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a weird thing. So you get your, your subclass at first level in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, so at third level instead, you get an ability called Pact Boon. I, mechanically, this might be like my least favorite part, or at least the way that's implemented, I just really hate yes. how Pact Boons are implemented this in this is, class. Once again, we're going to say it again, we're going to say it another time, this is weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird, it feels weird, it's cool, I actually like it, but... I, I like the idea of it. I think it's executed strangely. Basically, the point, the, the, the concept is that from your pact with this otherworldly being that you've chosen, you get, they give you a little boon. They give you a mm-hmm. little thing. And they give you three options to choose from. It's called a pact boon. It's wow. called a pact boon because it's a boon from your pact. Really creative. Mm-hmm. So, there's three options in the player's handbook. Pact of the chain, pact of the blade, and pact of the tome. Uh... They all are not good, mechanically, by the way. <laughs> I mean... 
Talk of the tome, you know? Get a couple more cantrips. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Pact of the Tome gives you gives you a little book. Like a little 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 wizard 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 spell book. Except you don't get to copy spells into it and be cool like a wizard. Instead, it gives you access to three new cantrips and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can you can they can be from any spell list. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Also, if you lose it at the mall, you don't have to go mm-hmm. to Lost and Found. You can just it's true. do a Re-sum. little ceremony and get your favorite yeah. book back. Um, but that actually means that the ability is worse because you don't get these forever. If you ever lose your book, you lose access to those three cantrips. <laughs> so it's like, here's an ability that's kind of actually good, but there's a downside for some reason. Um, okay. I mean, concept is cool. I like, I like a little devil book. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little devil book. Yeah, I I like the concept of having my. What book if like your tome, like you like chose like. Yeah, that's cool, but sadly, like a shrunken head, but like is. they stretch the the you know like how they used to bind books with flesh, not used you know in certain horrible demonic cult cultures, mm-hmm. um, but like if like they took okay this is dark actually I'm not gonna get into this um anyway <laughs> it was a cool concept but I realized it was actually pretty dark. <laughs> okay, pack to the chain. Mm-hmm. You get. A familiar. They yes. access to the find familiar spell, basically. Um, and I love it. I love familiars. I love familiars. And I love familiars. Familiars are and very cool. I love familiars. Oh, wow. I didn't see that one coming. I saw it like coming like the first like three times, but the fourth really surprised me. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So basically, real quick. you choose Pack of the Chain. Real quick. Okay. I got I to gotta switch up the batteries on my... One second. The Warlock. It's pretty cool. However, I didn't use it much, but that was just me. Uh, if you really love familiars and having that like magical creature like that follows you around and scouting for you, if that's your thing, definitely go for this. It's really cool. Great. But yeah, if not, uh, if you're yeah, looking like, for something like, oh, I want to be able to be cool in combat or i want to like have this cool powerful pack or boon that i get from my patron you're not really gonna find impact of the chain yeah just what is cool say. is you do get access to a couple more creatures true with the find familiar fell uh the find familiar spell like an imp mm-hmm. a pseudo dragon a closet or a sprite mm-hmm. which is dope yeah um but once again like in combat not really gonna help at all yeah but I love it for the ability that it can, like, scout, it can sneak into things, it can whatever. Yeah, that's, familiars that's... are really cool and quite good outside of combat. Alright, now yep. we have this thing called Pact of the Blade. And you're thinking, mm. ooh, okay, so I get a cool weapon from my from my patron. Yes, but no. No. <laughs> no, actually, no. Yeah, actually, actually, no. So... Basically, you can choose a weapon. And any weapon. Yeah, any weapon. You become like proficient with it. Pretty cool. Uh, it can like overcome resistances to non-magical attacks. Cool. Sure. Okay. Um, and basically, all the rest of it is saying that like you can hide it, which is pretty cool. You can like shunt it into an interdimensional space and pull it out. Cool. And then it has some really annoying, like, things, like, when it comes to, like, magic weapons. I don't even know what I'm saying at this yeah. point. Uh, sure. It, it makes it so you can kind of be, like, a little bit of a fighter, maybe. Because mm-hmm. you can choose any martial weapon and be proficient in it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. However, you still have to use strength. Um, so you still have to have high strength, but you're also trying to also have high charisma and high constitution as a warlock, which is fun. Um, eh, eh, sure, whatever. Yeah. The pack boon, you're going to forget about it, the pack, your pack boon anyway, so. Yeah. It's fine. Like. All of these are so fine. Actually, pretty bad. Mechanically, at least. Concepts, cool. 
flavor fla flavor wise they're actually all all cool in their own way but mm -hmm. it's just that they could have done like so much more with each one of these yeah uh yeah but it's just it really means nothing it really just doesn't mean too much okay let's get on to the subclasses guys this is actually kind of a fun one yes um so subclasses for this is like the patron that you follow mm -hmm. so you choose this at first level which is different from a lot of classes not many choose their mm -hmm. uh subclass at first level but it's an important part of being a warlock yes so definitely obviously you chose it at first level. yeah so the ones that are in the player's handbook are the archfey the Fiend, and the Great Old One. I like these. Yep. Cool. Okay, moving, moving on. on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Alright, so let's go through mm. each one of these. Uh, the Start us off here. Archfey is a fae, right? Hopefully you know what that means, because it's kind of hard to explain. You know, like a, like a fairy, uh, a woodland, you know, Eladrin, pixie... That's Faye. If they don't know what Faye means, I don't think they're going to know what the word Aladdin means. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. So the Arch Faye is some kind of, like, fairy queen or king or, like, royal of the of the fairy court or whatever. Or, like, a rascal character like uh, Whatchamacall from Midsummer mm -hmm. Night's Dream. You know, that guy who turns the dude into donkey head. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy's name? I... It's been a million years. What's that character? I, I I'm looking I, it up right now. Okay. I can't. I'm ashamed. I don't know this. Um, his name is John Cena. Yes, it's John Cena. Um, Puck. It's Puck. I don't know why I couldn't remember that, guys. I apologize. Oh, but like Puck. you know, a powerful kind of fae, king or queen, kind of royal, fairyish yeah. thing. Yeah. Fairyish thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's not necessarily, like, good. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes evil, maybe j kind of ambiguous, mm -hmm. tricksy, whatever. Quite quirky. Yes. Quite quirky. Yeah. So, you get some uh, spells you gain access to that you can choose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, these are not spells you know. Yeah, they don't these get automatically added you to the choose. spells that you know. These are just more choices. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get some cool abilities. Yeah, uh, we're not going to get into every single one. That would take a long time. But uh, they basically have to do, they're fae related. Yeah. Charming people, teleportation, and really charming people um, <laughs> are all in this. Charm people, uh, I wouldn't charm say people, and really all, charm people. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're all that strong, but they're, they're, they're definitely not like the weakest subclass abilities in the, in the game. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of cool. Um, yeah, if that's like the a very weird idea that condition. you're going for. You know, like that weird, like yeah. chaotic patron. You can like charm things. There's this yes. for you. Yes, I think that's a really cool warlock concept. The Fey warlock. Nobody have ever plays it, but um, it's cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now we get on to the feed. Which, which is... I first read as the friend when I first read the player's handbook. <laughs> which I'd like to say they should, that I should thought... make a homebrew patron <laughs> where it's literally just a friend. It's literally just like a friend, but someone that you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I will admit, the first time I read to the warlock, I was like, ooh, the patron, the archfey, the friend, the friend. Oh, the fiend. That makes more sense. <laughs> So, you make a pact with a fiend. It's pretty self-explanatory. Demon prince. Mm -hmm. Demon lord. Demon Demogorgon. Lord. Yep. Ball. Not yeah. from Stranger Things. Not that Demogorgon. No, no. You know, the, the baboon-headed one. Yep. This <laughs> is by far the most taken subclass. Yes. Not because it's the most powerful, but maybe because it's the most powerful. But also... Because it's edgy. Yeah. Of course. It's the edgy it's one. Yeah. The tiefling warlock. Obviously, the patron is a fiend. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. Like, you're literally just, like, making a pact with the devil, you know? Yeah, it's literally making a deal with the devil. Yeah. So, 
you for know. D10 ta- cantrip. For, <laughs> yeah. So you get access to lots of fire-related spells. Yeah. You gain some healing, some protection stuff, also, like some resistance to things and mm-hmm. saving throws. You get, like, the coolest named ability, like, top 10 ability names in the game at 14th yeah. level. It's called Hurl Through Hell. It's really cool. Hurl Through Hell! Hi, yes, Sorry. DM. Uh, yeah, that one. I'm gonna hurl him through hell. Can I? Okay, so you know that 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 lich. Yeah, I'm going to hurl him through hell. <laughs> um, this is mo- this ability is most fun when you use it on your friends. Um, uh huh. Like if they ever like take some sort of like hallucinogen, you know the characters. You know, like okay, now let's make this fun. Yeah. Um, if you're Willock and you want to send one of your uh, fellow player characters. Literally, literally to hell, hell. <laughs> and back. I uh, give him a little, give him a little Indiana Jones Disneyland ride mm. through hell. Um, you I can. just say Indiana Jones because that was the first one I ever went on when I went to Disneyland when I was a kid, and it scared the crap out of me. Um, and so anytime I think of hurled through hell, I think of going on the Indiana Jones ride because it terrified me. I think and more I of like the uh, the like. boat ride from in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Oh. Yeah, actually, that's a way better example. Because everybody who ever saw that scene ever has had nightmares from it. <laughs> um, yes, the boat scene from Charlie and Chocolate Factory, which is hor- horrifying. It's like that. Yeah. Give, give, give him a little pass through hell. Okay. All right. What, <laughs> what does Roll Through Hell do? Because we just want to talk about it because yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's so cool. It's also really strong. Yeah. So you take someone and you hurl them through hell. They disappear for like a turn. And then they come back and take some psychic damage, which, oh my some? goodness! Did you just say some psychic damage? Yes, some psychic damage. Only only ten d ten. Only only, only ten d ten. Only ten d ten. You know. Which, by the way, is an average of fifty five points of damage. Um, Quick also, this is psychic damage. Yes. Which is like nobody has resistance or immunity to. Very rare to have a creature that has a resistance or immunity to that. Mm-hmm. So this. I feel is... so bad for like the characters like gets this, and they're going up against some, like, Mind Flayers or something. Yeah, they go up against the Mind Flayer boss. Yeah. And they hurl it through hell. It's like, well, it took no damage from that. Um, because the Elder Brain has no eyes. So it didn't see anything scary in hell. Ha. And that's my example. Uh, no. Also, what's really cool about this ability, and actually powerful, there's no save required. If you hit him with an attack, any attack, weapon attack, ranged spell attack, anything, you can then just choose... To send him through hell. Mm-hmm. No uh, save. Obviously, this is not all the. Yeah, you get to regain this ability after you get a long rest. You can't do this all the time. That would be so broken. This is very strong. <laughs> it's very strong. It's like one of the few things that you're gonna be using at this level that doesn't require some sort of, you know, saving throw, or you have to yes. like try and do this and blah, blah blah blah. It's just like when you hit an attack, which you should be doing pretty often, you can just choose yeah. to send them through hell. And, like, the flavor on it is so good. So you basically like, send them on this trip through a nightmarish landscape, and they come back, and then they take psychic damage because they just experienced a tra- traumatic event. So cool. Yeah. Literally went through hell. Really mm-hmm. flavorful, really cool and strong. Um, I love that it doesn't require save because at 14th level, all the beasts you're fighting against have legendary resistance. That's irritating. Yes. Um, so it is sad. That the warlock now becomes a good class at 14th level, and only by taking a specific subclass. But that's how it is. <laughs> okay, last one, my favorite. All right, the great old one. Uh, the goo. The goo. Yes, that is how is it. It is referred to, in shorthand, in the D&D community. Uh, so if you see anyone saying, "Oh yeah, so our uh, goo warlock did yeah. this." That's not a Nickelodeon-themed nope. warlock character. Uh, they didn't make a pact with Flubber. Uh, it is instead... <laughs> <laughs> instead, it's a pact with Cthulhu, basically. Yes, the great old one, yeah. Some sort cosmic of great, mysterious, cosmic... Yeah, exactly. Which, I love the idea of that. I, I talk Eldritch to Cthulhu Ness. every other Wednesday. Um, yeah. He's actually my therapist. <laughs> um, 
So the great old you're like man, talking yeah, you about like your struggles, and he's like, I I know. Yeah, I understand. I, I have all. seen. Um, this is kind of off topic, but if you haven't already read it, go read The Call of Cthulhu. I just read it for the first time recently. It's really cool. I'm not usually into the horror genre when it comes to, like, fiction, like books and reading, you know, novels and stuff. Uh, it's really short. It'll take you, like, an afternoon. It's really cool. Uh, it's a really good little short story. Side note, anyway. What happens <laughs> in The Great Old One? What do you get from pairing with The Great Old One? Um, uh, you get really old, quickly. It's called the, the Great Old One. So, to be a Great Old One warlock, you have to be elderly. Uh, that's it, actually. Yep, it makes you old. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at your 14th uh, level ability, you basically become senile, and you can't play your character anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, you get, I like the, I love these abilities. Lots of mind-related things like telepathy and, uh, cool stuff. There's some weird protection things, like you have, like, a little ward that protects you and stuff. But mostly mind-related things. You can, like, Mm -hmm. infect people's minds. You can get resistance to psychic damage. Yeah. You can enthrall a humanoid. Yeah, which is which is uh, cool. Also, like the spell list that it gets access to also fits that. You know, they have a lot of like mind dominating effects and yeah, clairvoyant, you know, like telekinesis, things like that. Mind powers, basically. Yeah, good old one. Cool. All of these subclasses, I must say, are dripping with flavor. Wait. <laughs> it sound, sounded like you said the good old one. <laughs> is it just the like the lesser version of a great old one? Yeah, the good old it's, one. It's not, it's not a great old one. It's just a good old one. <laughs> it's a good old one. Um, the mediocre old one. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, the good young two. Um, so, <laughs> no, it... All, all, I, w- I would like to say, all of these subclasses have lots of flavor when it comes to their abilities and the spells mm-hmm. you get access to and stuff. They're not vague. They're quite specific. Their abilities are specific and flavorful and make sense. And I really like that because many subclasses are not like that. Yeah. When you like, choose a subclass, you have a pretty good idea of what they're going for. The abilities fit that. And it's pretty consistent throughout. And they're all interesting. Like all yeah. the subclasses that they yes. have laid out here, they're all interesting. And I can see great characters using any of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's all the subclasses. That's really cool. We're going to... A brief discussion now on like play style. Mm-hmm. What kind of player like would have fun playing a warlock? What does this fit? Someone who wants to take a nap like every like fifteen minutes. That's the that's the play yeah. style. <laughs> no, Short if you're people, someone who wants to have a lot of options in your character creation, you know you want to have a lot of things to choose from. You know, like oh, I want to be able to choose my abilities instead of just be handed them. You know, at certain levels, you get a lot of choices here. And, like, you have good choices in your subclasses, you have good choices in your invocations, your packed boon uh, spells, of course. You have a lot of choices with the Warlock class. It's kind of, like, the theme throughout it. <laughs> Mechanically, that is. Uh, you have a lot of choices. You, if you like the weird mechanics, if that's for you, if you like that, this is a great way. If you're someone who likes playing things that are perhaps like a little bit more like complicated to understand yeah you know, how to use you know there is some mechanical complexity here not as yeah. much as i would say like the wizard or something but like definitely more than the fighter yes uh, instead yeah, of hitting something say... with a stick every round you're gonna be casting eldritch blast yeah which is i guess a little cooler um I would say the Warlock's biggest strength is everything besides its mechanical aspects. The flavor, the concepts, all that stuff is very strong uh, with the Warlock. Um, the theme and stuff, and I love the role-playing aspects. I love that there is a patron NPC. Um, if you kind of want a, a cool example of how it kind of works, in the second 
Critical Role campaign, one of the characters is a warlock. Um, I think his patron is the great old one, though it might have been a... It might have been a homebrew one they made together, I'm not actually sure. Um, but anyway, that patron is a NPC in the campaign. You know, they, he kind of gives him the, the warlock player, like, dreams and stuff. I, I, I love that there's, like, this mechanic that is kind of built into the warlock. Um, I like any class that has stuff built in that encourages, like, role-playing and, and encourages these collaborations between the, the GM and the player. I think if you're playing a campaign and someone's playing a warlock and you really never touch on that patron or anything, I think you're really... You're, you're losing a lot of potential there. Um, mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, another we little thing I'm touch on here. Experience with warlocks. Yeah. Right. Uh, we don't have a lot of experience yeah, with like high level warlocks. Most well, a lot of people don't have experience with any warlock. high level character, but yeah. Yeah. So we aren't exactly sure how warlocks play out like towards the end of a long campaign, but with the mechanics, if you're looking for something, I was just thinking of this where you want to have abilities that you can like always have ready, like oh like. Uh, like, my character, like, I think you should always be able to change the way he looks or, or always be able to talk to animals or always be able to do this or that. There's, through invocations, a lot of things that you can cast at will as many times as you want, which is really cool. I like that. Yeah. You know? Detect magic becomes a cantrip. That's dope. <laughs> Essentially a cantrip. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's if, if you're that kind of person, go play Warlock. Mm -hmm. I know. As much as we gripe about the mechanics, yes. yeah. as much as Shiloh <laughs> talks them down, yeah. it is a pretty solid class. It does Its strength does matter on how much you're taking short rests because of how yeah. the abilities recharge and how your spell slots recharge. But if the flavor, if you have a cool idea, if you see a cool invocation that you like, I would say just go for it. Just try it out. It can be a very interesting class. For sure. Um, if you do want to be a powerful warlock, I would say take the Hexblade subclass from the Xanathar's Guide. In my experience, that's the most powerful, um, from my knowledge. But It's uh, quite good. Yeah. And, like, I guess pair it with Pact of the Blade or something. I don't care. Um, yeah. That's the warlock. Yeah. It is cool. As much as we, we make fun of it and we're sighing every time we can talk about a new feature <laughs> there are really cool things about the warlock if you love a warlock that's totally fine no shame that's great play a warlock if you want to there are definitely people who can totally enjoy playing a warlock and stuff um yeah but it does definitely have its faults and we just wanted to point that out before you get yourself embroiled in a class you hate we wanted to make sure you <laughs> understood what you were getting into um this remind this episode reminds me a lot of the ranger episode we did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um. If your DM doesn't like the warlock, you could and you really want to play a warlock, you could just say, "Hey, so my choices are either playing a warlock or playing a mystic," and boom, there you go. You're playing a warlock <laughs> for your campaign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's actually, Gabe gives me an ultimatum, actually, every time. He's like, I'm going to play Paladin. I'm like, you're not going to play a Paladin, Gabe. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Ultimatum, Shiloh. Either I can play a Paladin or a Mystic, and I'm like, please, play a Paladin. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just we definitely need to get around to doing okay. a Mystic episode. That, that's going to happen uh, we sometime. Will, it's going to be a three-hour extravaganza. Mm -hmm. As we All pour right, through the... Clothing. 27 page document <laughs> in grueling detail mm -hmm. every okay. word all the punctuation <laughs> all right all right and that is how i met your mother yeah that's really crazy man oh oh sorry uh guys hey thanks. oh hello there that's the end of the episode thanks so much for listening <laughs> <laughs> yep uh, as always i hope you enjoyed i hope you gained some sort of insight into what this class is gave you an idea that whether you'd like to play it or not 
Um, if you are playing Warlock or thinking of playing a Warlock, you want to talk about it, ask any questions. As always, we're open to answer, talk to you, help you find homebrew or a certain character idea that you're looking for. We can help you with that. As always, you can hit us up on Instagram at d20 underscore academy. We can get you into our Discord where it's a lot easier to ask us questions and get access to sources for homebrew and things like that. Um, just want to throw this back in there. Just double check, make sure you guys know we have our YouTube up and running. We're slowly uploading our episodes on there. We have a bit of a hiccup in production side here because of technical difficulties over on Shiloh's end. But yeah, slowly but surely, we're gonna get them all up there. Uh, anything else you want to say in closing? Uh, yeah, I know our YouTube channel is already doing great because we already have like seven bots commenting, which is really whoa. Fun. Yeah, that that's a sure sign of success. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next episode. Uh, just. Oh. Oh. Disclaimer here: If you are watching our YouTube channel, and there's someone in the comments offering you some sort of illicit service, don't. That's a bot. Mm-hmm. No, no, no one's commenting stuff like that. Not a bottom. A bot. <laughs> Robot. Okay. Uh, next episode. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be reviewing the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, which is the mm -hmm. most recent fifth edition D and D book. Uh, we're yes. definitely gonna have to split into two parts because there's so much to unpack. We've got. Yes, to it, it is actually cover. written by a uh, warlock patron, uh, the patron of DMs. Yes. Same as otherwise known as Matthew Mercer. Matthew Mercer, uh, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But that is That's, coming. Uh, yeah, so we got a two-parter. Um, so we're gonna do part one, then part two the week after. It's a big mm. book. Really excited to go through it. We've we've gone briefly through it before when when we when he when we first got it. Um, but now we're really gonna dive in, read through mostly the whole thing, um, and then in typical ASMR fact fashion. Yes, and we're doing the whole thing in ASMR. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Mm, until next week.